What's up, everyone? I'm Jake, and I'm here to lead roundtable number eight. Uh, tonight we have Gluck, Adam from Garage Gym Lab, and then Kurt, aka the Kurt Locker. Um, you all should know them relatively well, so I don't think we need to do too much more time in the uh, introduction section. We have two other sections, starting with a true or false statement, where uh, each of them just have to tell us what they believe, and hopefully a, a nice combo ensues. And then we also have uh, one targeted question for each of them after that. And then hopefully, again, some additional discussion. But let's start it off with the true or false section. I will make a statement, and then each of you just let me know what you think, uh, whether it's uh, true or false, and then we'll tally up the results and then discuss it. So, number one, Rogue has released better products than Rep in 2022. All right, we all brought false. False. Uh, Adam, how much time did you uh, put you in? You know what? Time? I just grabbed a Sharpie right before we started. And, uh, yeah. It, wow. He put more than I did. Nice. <laughs> I can't even see what you said so far, it is away. far away. But, all right. Yeah, it's just a printer, guys. You know, it does all the work all right, for, for it. Mine's for original. those listening, for those listening, it was three false votes. Uh, does anybody have anything to say on the topic? I forgot the question. Uh, why, tell all right, Gluck. Gluck, since you sign. since you said that, um, tell me why you voted Rep having better products than Rogue so far this year being released. Oh yeah, I, I legitimately did forget the question but um so if i'm thinking of reps products off the top of my head i'm not going to get them all but i'm going to say like what we're getting this year i know some of these aren't technically out yet but you've got the athena the selectorized lat low you've got the open trap bar the apollo half rack the ssb the cambered swiss bar there's two plates right the animal plates and pinnacle plates and i know there's other stuff than that that's off the top of my head they've got a lot I'm, I might be missing what Rogue has, but if I think of Rogue's biggest releases, what is it, the CB4, the MG4, everything's got a four in it, the, you know, the bench bar, there's the flat one and the cambered one. Even after can, that, like th there's three or four variations of that same thing. And then if I think of their biggest releases, the things I'm most excited about from Rogue this year are from other companies, them making the caddy bar and uh, the ghost strong rollers, you know, like I know they've made other stuff, but I don't. I don't think they're innovating. I think they're coming out of that COVID where they were trying to survive. And now maybe they're catching up a little bit. I think reps done more this year at least. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I actually agree. Yeah, you, you kind of stole stole our thunder there, I think, Gluck. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, guys. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, you look at like, I'm not, I'm not even strong, man. So Kirk can probably talk about this a little bit better than I can, but like the yoke that they came out with is like a legitimately innovative yep, Oculus. piece. And to your point, Gluck, Rogue is really just coming out with stuff that we've already seen before. Not that it's not cool and not great, but it's not really pushing the envelope in the innovation department. Yeah, I think Rogue's in a position where they know they make a really quality product. So maybe like to see them lean a little bit more towards innovation and take some risks. Some developed risks as well. So like not the uh, the MG4 where they had to make a narrow one after they realized they made a mistake. But no, you're 100% right with... Uh, so specifically when I thought of this question, it was the, the Oxalis yoke. 
and the fact that it basically mimics a frame carry, a yoke. And so what they did was they actually thought outside the box on, hey, how can I make something worth having, uh, maybe even something worth having that in a gym who uh, that's not owned by a strongman. So someone that's not into strongman might be into the Oxalis yoke because it functions so well as a rack. It also functions as a frame, a sled, as well as a yoke. I can just start picking on people, like if we want to bully somebody to make it more exciting for them. No, let's listener. let's move on. So we give it time. True or false? I trust Titan Fitness. Oh, oh wow! Get out of here! I'm hold on. I gotta press the. I'm gonna hit the leave button. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's a very open question. I trust Titan Fitness. Yeah. Now I trust that Titan Fitness is going to continue doing what they've always been doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For those listening, it was two to one voting true. Gluck was the only one who voted false. Yeah. I would say that my, my true is with a caveat. And I would say that I trust Titan more on version twos or greater. I wouldn't necessarily trust Titan on version one of things. But I will say that I feel based on my experience with Titan and some of the feedback in the market that they have come a long way since they were where they were just a couple of years ago um, when their safety straps were failing and literally you wouldn't want to trust it because they're, you might get decapitated. I don't necessarily think that that's the case these days. So I'm not outfitting my gym with a lot of Titan stuff, but I think they've come a long way. I trust them on version two or greater. See, I don't trust them. I agree they've come a long way, though I've seen some of their early, early racks. They're, some of them were decent, you know, if they got to your house in the correct amount of pieces. But now I look at their catalog and you have things like the Titan Pivoting Tricep Bar, which we all know is my favorite. And that's intense sarcasm if nobody's seen that, if you haven't seen that review. But even the Titan Series Safety Squat Bar to come out and make this big deal, um, kind of picking on rep a little bit and come out and say it's American made steel. And they're kind of beating around the bush that it's not a fully American product, but they're not saying that they're making it sound like it is. And that's the way they're selling it. And to me, that's dishonest. And it's clearly that pad is not American. Sure. The, the, the bar comes from solid bar fitness or whatever, but when you go that hard against another company and you're, and you're spitting all that stuff and then we get it in and like, okay, this is just a crappier version too. I don't know. I, it, that's just a recent example. I'm sure if I took time, I could come up with some others. I do think they make a lot of really good stuff. I just don't, don't, I don't really trust them. I really think they make a lot of good basic stuff. And uh, I used to be a habitual rep hater and uh, getting comments on videos where I kind of, hate a little bit on uh, Titan has really kind of opened me up to thinking like, okay, so a lot of these comments are the rack, the cups, and the safeties, V2 and above. I agree with both of you guys on that. Uh, they're fine. They're good to go. And as far as building out a basic gym, they're good to go. It's the other stuff on top of it. So like when they try to make, you know, the safety squat bar, and then I, I do agree that it's for someone like me, because my gym is 100% made in us and i'm not gonna say 100 but like 95 percent made in usa um, for them to come out and try to trick or that's what it seems like i agree with you it's like they're trying to yeah. trick you into purchasing the safety squat bar because it's almost made in usa uh, it does seem a little bit deceptive but as far as like do i trust 
the basic bare bones equipment. Like, absolutely. At this point, uh, stepping into a Titan rack, um, when I was just on the road in Tampa, one of the gyms I went to, I was squatting off of a Titan rack and I didn't think twice about it other than, you know, judging it a little bit, but I didn't really think twice about it from a safety perspective or from a function perspective, because a rack is a rack. It might not be my preference, but it still functions just fine. Yeah, I agree with the, the function standpoint. I think they make a lot of great budget equipment. And I think they're very important for the space because they keep everybody else honest. I think their stuff works good. I just don't trust the, the words coming out of their mouth uh, sometimes. But I do recommend a lot of their stuff. So. I am still waiting to see this. So Coop last year or year before or something like that said that Titan's about to like hit the market with all this brand new stuff. And I feel like I'm still waiting on that wave of whatever that was supposed to be. So if that happened, I guess the wave didn't hit that hard, but I wasn't sure what you guys thought. Yeah. I was going to say is like, has anything actually occurred? Not, I don't know, Adam, have you, I haven't noticed them doing, I mean, they, they dropped some stuff, but nothing crazy innovative. I don't don't see a big wave push. Like nothing too innovative. And usually the, the things that are portrayed as innovative in the market are really just clones of obscure pieces that people don't necessarily have access to or have seen in the past. Although their, their floor GHD is pretty, pretty interesting. I actually want to try that. It was a little bit more expensive than I've, than I was expecting from from Titan. Quite honestly, I think it's like six or seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I want to say yeah, six hundred or something. It's pretty good for like space efficiency, and I'd be curious to see how it felt relative to an actual GHD. But I think I think we're all sort of saying the same things. I I sort of interpreted the question more in terms of like the physical product, um, but I definitely see your point too, Gluck, and I would I would absolutely agree with you uh, in terms of some of that marketing think, and et cetera. I think Jake was just trying to bait me to make <laughs> things exciting. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Let's move on to true or false. Rolled flooring is worth the additional price compared to horse stall mats. Now you're yeah, baiting Adam. For sure. Okay. Two false, one true by Mr. Adam. Before we start can i be honest i only made a false uh, (laughs) sign i only have one sign (laughs) just want to be contrarian yeah i would i I, I picked all i got um obviously i've got rolled rubber in both my gems and i will say this with a caveat as well in that i think that it's 100 percent worth the upgrade if it fits your budget if if it doesn't fit your budget then i don't recommend it because you can get bio with horse stall mats and things like that it does a really good job I like the rolled product because it looks better, it feels better, and it smells a lot better. Uh, and for me, it's been probably the most impactful thing that I've done in my own gym. So yes, I think it's worthy of the upgrade if you've got the budget for it. And I, I think you mentioned it in your last one of your last YouTube videos, the actual price difference. Do you remember what that was? Uh, yeah, it's like the product that I have in the new studio gym, which is the Forge line from Play. It is uh, roughly two dollars, $2, a little bit more, more per square foot. So if you've got a 500 square foot space, um, I think the math comes out to stall mats being like $1,300 or so. And then um, the Forge product being roughly $1,000 more than that before shipping. And if you have to do installation, like that's the other thing about it, right? Rolled rubber is heavy and shipping is not very cheap. 
uh, and installation is not very easy. So unless you're really handy, I typically recommend that people have it professionally installed, which is going to add more expense. So it can get expensive, but then again, it is like the literal foundation of your gym. So if you're willing to spend $6,000 on a rack, might be something to, to consider putting it on something premium as well. I do agree. I think it looks really nice. The biggest reason I said false and I kind of lean more towards horse stall mats is because most garages uh, are not built on a level area. So on my platform, for instance, it's completely leveled out so that I can deadlift facing any orientation I want. If I was to do that underneath that product, I feel like I might have a little bit more of an issue uh, getting the, the rubber to adhere to the method that I use to actually leveling it out. I'm sure there's workarounds for everything. Additionally, I am military and I move. Uh, so for me, having to, to roll up that rubber floor to, to bring it with me to my next location would be, I think you'd be a really big chore and potentially you'd cause some damage when you're trying to tear it up, depending on if you taped it or used adhesive or, or whatever it was. I, but like I said, when it comes to the actual appearance, when you put that stuff in your home garage gym, I was incredibly jealous when I saw how it looked in your new studio gym, again, incredibly jealous, but I think that whether it's better, I, I don't think it's necessarily better for most gym users. Although I would agree with your caveat, if it's within your budget, really riding the line on this one. <laughs> yeah, you really, I guess that's, that's me next, right? So when I think of my gym and my wife's going to listen to this, so I don't want to say what I've got in this gym, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's probably, probably 40,000 plus. Yeah. It's about 25 bucks. I think it's, it's probably over 40 years. grand. It's, it's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It was free. So if, if I think about the that fact that I have tens of thousands of dollars of stuff in here and it still hasn't really crossed my mind to get rolled flooring. I'm not saying it doesn't look great. It looks fantastic. And I can't decorate for the life of me. This place is depressing, but it's still not on my radar, you know, and until I, unless I built something bigger and more extravagant than this, which is an insane thing to say, because this is a huge space. I don't think it would be. So I think for the majority of people, it's, it's a luxury. Uh, and sure. If it's in your budget, go for it. But I can say that about almost anything. If it's in your budget, you know, go buy whatever the hell you want. I just think for most people, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I do think it's freaking amazing. I just, I'm just not there, you know, financially. I'm also really curious about, I would love to see some sort of comparison video and I'm sure that play might have a, a video made like this already, but I want to see the durability of the floor underneath the rubber floor compared to stall mats, because like stall mats are for Clydesdales walking around on concrete, you know, like big animals doing a lot of force down. And I know I put a lot of force through these mats and I've been very surprised because at work, the gym that I built there is stall mats on concrete. And even if I deadlift there, we don't have any issues and I'm deadlifting with steel plates there. So I'd be really curious to see the difference between the two as far as like, hey, how much shock does the actual flooring absorb? Uh, especially since the play flooring is generally thinner and when I say play, I'm, I'm meaning rolled flooring yeah. in general, but it seems like it's thinner than stall mats 
So I'd be really curious to see the difference between the two as far as protection. Yeah, some of, some of them are thinner. You can get you can get some thicker products from, I think Sornex has an E-Core product that's one inch thick. But yes, they do have those statistics. And you can literally see that when every few years, it seems like when there's a turnover in a collegiate gym, for instance, at a university, and they want to redo the whole room because the new coach has plans or, or whatnot, they might actually rip that floor up where... For the past few years, big guys have been hang clinging 350 pounds and not using a platform at all. And that foundation is uh, is pretty well intact. So it's it's an awesome product. I mean, stall mats are going to protect and do a great job. I mean, those things are freaking bomb proof. Like, I feel like if there was an apocalypse, stall mats and cockroaches are going to be the ones that are surviving. <laughs> Might be and, and the Titan oh, tricep bar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I think the only way to really settle it is if we go to Adam's and we just start like smashing and throwing stuff on his flooring. Yeah. Yeah. Come on over. I was going to say. Let's yeah. hold a strongman strong man competition at Adam's place. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really just going to like stab it and throw stuff at it. I'm not, I'm not okay. actually going to lift. I'm just trying to test it yeah, for the course. viewers. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, who wants to do stuff. that experiment? <laughs> that would be intense. At your home. At your <laughs> home. Adams, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> as long as you replace it, uh, that, that's cool. All right, let's let's move on to the, the last section. So three targeted questions, one for each. Uh, Gluck, you're up first. So if you had to choose one, and let's go with for the rest of your life, would you go with a rep or rogue rack? So when you say it, do I, am I stuck in the rep world? Like if I buy the rep rack, can I only have no. rep attachments? Like, can I only no, buy off can, rep? You can do whatever. You just have to have one rack for the rest of your life. And this is me as me, not as a budget person. Yeah. It's, it's you as you can, you know, not for, for most people. That's tough now because I'm a fancy YouTuber that gets like dozens of views a week, you know, and that pays the bills. <laughs> so this is a tough question to be honest with you. And I say that because my rep rack is behind me and it's got rogue weight pins in this section. I, I know you can't see it because half the people are on a podcast on Spotify or Apple, but to the right of me is rogue cross members holding these barbells in my, in my belts up. But to the left of me is a rep, but it, even that's mixed in with the weight pins and other stuff. So I think if you're just talking about uprights and cross members, and I'm saying this with one, with my rep rack and my rogue rack 15 feet apart. I think the rep cross members and uprights and finish is just as nice as rogues. I think the difference becomes when you get into the accessories and that's where that question would become hard. I would, if I'm budget conscious, I'd take the rep rack and just add rogue crap to it. It would take a little sanding of UHMW. If I'm balling out, then I'd go rogue just to have the convenience not to have to switch those. But I think in a few years, rep's gonna have a hell of a lineup. So if I had to pick, I'd probably pick rep right now with the metal cross members and, and frames and finish, I, I think you're just saving money and they're nearly so, identical. So you, you mentioned like the quality of rogues attachments, you would still kind of say, go with rogue attachments these days over what rep considering what reps released earlier this year. I haven't seen a lot of their, like, I haven't seen right. the Aries I've ordered it, but I haven't fully seen it. So until I can see that new level of stuff, like are is the Aries, the Athena, the selectorized lat low, are those going to be rogue quality? I am not sure because I don't physically have them in hand. And I do think rogue for what they charge needs to stop cutting little corners. Like on the sandwich J cups, I don't know what they cost. 
$250 and why is there a piece of UHMW tape on one side? Why is my three bar gun rack have felt tape on it instead of UHMW to keep it off the, the uprights? You know, I think for what they charge, it's irritating that they cut those, you know, they're trying to save a couple cents and I'm, I'm paying hundreds of dollars for these accessories. So right now I think Rogue makes better accessories. Their manufacturing and their finishing is very nice, but I don't know if that's going to be true forever. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Are we chiming in here too? Not sure I agree, but yeah, you go ahead, Adam. Well, how's your, uh, you don't even have a rotor <laughs> rep rack, do you? What do you, you can't even, you can't have an opinion. Yeah, no, go, go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> I have a, uh, another gym that I've built that has a bunch of rogue stuff in it. And uh, I've had rogue racks in the past and I've never had a rep rack, so I feel a little bit ill-equipped to answer the question. I guess that I would want to ask Gluck, would you stick with one-inch hardware on your rep rack? I think we don't get much of an option. You you don't have as many options for accessories, and you don't have as many holes on the sides. So, like, this build-out I have here would be more limited, and I think that's just the companies with their five-inch lines trying to make them cheaper by drilling less holes. If that so you would, you would stick with one-inch then? Yeah, because I feel like we're kind of forced into it. Otherwise, I think one-inch hardware and holes is overkill. Gotcha. So I, on, on a lot of things, I agree with you on that. But I, I would have to say I would go with Rogue. But that's only because it more lines up with what I value as far as what I want to spend my money on. So Rep is a great company. And I think I obviously believe you when you say that you say the finish, the welds, the materials, everything is on par between Rep and Rogue. Uh, the reason I would choose Rogue is one, American-made, veteran-owned. Uh, three, because their three by three is actually three by three instead of just that little bit off, causing a little bit of slop when you put American attachments on it. And uh, the one-inch holes are actually, I think they're actually like one thirty-second bigger than one-inch holes, but it allows for hitch pins not purchased from rep to actually go in and out a little bit easier. Again, I have not had a rep rack. I am basing that off of feedback I've gotten from people that do have rep racks. So I would, I would go with, with Rogue, again, American-made, veteran-owned, and the, the sizes are a little bit more standard with what you're going to find in the American market. Yeah, yeah your sense. point about the, uh, the hole sizing is something that definitely exists. Like when we did the surplus strength universal pulley, when Jason sent me the original prototype, it didn't fit my rep rack at all because the, the issue isn't necessarily that the hole is smaller. Like you can get the, some of the attachments in it's that the spacing gets thrown off as you get, as you get yeah, down the up cross member up upright. So if you've got something that's spanning multiple holes, eventually it's not going to fit. So I couldn't even get the second pin in on the rep rack, which is why Jason elected to do that one oblong hole uh, in addition to the circular hole. So for me, having owned a rep rack for a while and using that as my primary rack in the new gym, I, I prefer the rep rack because of the 47 inch width. To me, it makes a difference. Not that I have like some dirty walkout and I'm clanging on the uprights every time, but it does create <laughs> you do. it does create a more compact uh, rack, a, a little bit more efficient. And I think that the Aries and the Athena and all that are what the slinger was 
sold to us to be. And it just never evolved. And I think the Slinger is a complete miss. But the Aries and things like that are really intriguing. So if somebody's wanting to create sort of an all-in-one, then right now I think that rep is the best option. And because of the uh, width differences and things like that, without some kind of modification, you're not going to be able to put rep attachments on a rogue rack. But that said, overall, I agree with Gluck. I think that rogue attachments on the whole are more refined. Um, you just could get into some issues trying to retrofit it onto a rep rack in some situations. You definitely can. And I, I say that with this little rogue section I've got off this rep rack. Fun fact, neither rogue or rep understand what 30 inches is because one is under and one is over 30 inches, which is I had to mix and match cross members. So if I wanted to do something like where I'm putting in, you know, a lot of rogue stuff in my rep rack, you could mix and match and it would be a cheaper option. And that's, you know, pretty much what I've done here. But I, I agree with Adam. Winnie has the sloppiest walkout. Um, she smashes the crap out of this rep rack. And uh, it's okay. I still love her. But the, the two-inch difference is a big difference. Um, my friends, if you think Winnie's bad, they beat up the rogue rack. And it, and it hurts you a little bit more because it costs a yeah. lot more. Yeah. And it could be it could be a safety issue, too, if, you, if you're trying to come in on a heavy set and you hit it on accident. Yeah. And they bang into stuff. Probably not a very, you know, something that happens a lot, but for some people it could be an issue, I guess. It does happen time to time. And you, and you do worry if somebody's coming up for bench and you hoping they don't hit the J cup or something yeah. like that. You are, you guys are not making it easy on those deciding between these two companies because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it sounds like a toss up. You can't really, right. yeah, you can't really choose wrong. All right, Adam, so you're you're well known for uh, coining the home gym essentials uh, phrase: barbells, plates, benches, wrap. So if you let's just say you have those four items in your home gym, you're building it out again. What are the next three things you're adding to your home gym? Uh, well, I think a lot of that is going to depend on your training, right? So like, it's not going to be something that is going to translate necessarily to every population but for me for what i would recommend for the for the majority of people i think a set of dumbbells would be a great addition whether that's a fixed set if you've got the space and the budget or an adjustable set if you're trying to save a little bit you just get so much versatility out of dumbbells and you can do a lot with it you can bodybuild with it you can power lift with it. i mean you can do so much so many things with it so i would probably say dumbbells would be the first and then the second one, I'd probably go lat pull, low row. Again, for versatility and just getting some heavier work in, you can get those for pretty good prices these days and go, you know, selectorized or plate loaded. There's a lot of options out there. And then for the third one, I'd probably go something maybe a little bit more sports specific towards like maybe what you're aiming for, or maybe you're working around an injury or something like that. So I'm pretty big on specialty bars. So I'd probably just pick the one that maybe speaks to you the most, whether that's a safety squat bar, trap bar, something like that. And then, you know, from there, just evolve and continue buying stuff like Gluck and turning his $40,000 palace. Hey, look at the background of Kurtz while you say that. The guy's got more bars than Jake. <laughs> so I'm, actually, up on the wall. I'm actually a little bit, I'm a little bit low on bars right now. I sold yeah, off a I bunch. Could, I can see that. <laughs> 
There's only like 20 yeah. seconds in the background. I do have three logs. Well, two and a half. So, Kurt, I'm curious to hear you. Say what you would say as a strong man, what would you go with? You know, that's you know, a targeted term. question, but. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I guess if I was going to answer it, I agree with a lot of the stuff that Adam said. I think a lat low row is an amazing tool to have, and it's incredibly versatile. I don't think people, so as a strongman, when it comes to the essentials, where I get hung up is if I know someone is a strongman looking to build a garage gym, one of the things I typically do not recommend is a bench. Uh, I usually tell them to, I save that for a little bit later. So like I would put that as an extension you know, when you when you're a little bit more comfortable in your space and you have the the money to actually get an adjustable bench, because you know a bench, a flat bench is a really good place to rest in between sets uh, when you're training for strongman. But really, outside of that, it typically doesn't carry much weight. Uh, no pun intended. Really, I think that the specificity is what takes priority. So lat low, incredibly versatile. Then look for the more specific pieces. So. If, uh, if a log is something that you want to start getting into, get a log, an axle, really good place to start. But again, an axle can be your first barbell that you purchase. And you can floor press with an axle just the same that you can floor press with a barbell um, or floor or uh, bench press with a barbell or an axle. So uh, I guess I lean a little bit more towards the specificity because there is so much in the sport of strongman, like circus dumbbells, just wild, crazy stuff. Husafel carries. Gotcha. And then that's all I got to say. And then about Adam, that. Um, before we move on, would you would you go with a rack attached lat pull down slash low row or a standalone? And then which specialty bar are you choosing? Um, I would personally go standalone. Although I'm excited to try the Aries just because I really want to see how it performs and how it compares. But typically on a standalone, you're going to get a bigger stack, maybe a little bit more versatility. You might get a little bit extra height, depending on what rack you have, so you can get bigger range of motion uh, and things like that. You also aren't necessarily gonna be sitting on the floor with a lot of rack attached pieces. Doing a low row, you're gonna be sitting on the floor. With a standalone version, you might actually have a proper setup. And for my specialty bar, I'm picking a safety squat bar for sure. Um, that's just my favorite bar. I just love the way it feels. It's very comfortable, very effective. Otherwise, trap bar is probably right right there behind it for me. Awesome. All right. We can move on to that last question then. And basement Brandon was supposed to be here, but we did have to move this and he wasn't able to make the change in time and date. So, um, let's, but all, Kurt, we're, we're, let's all make, can only let's all so make fun stars. of them when you, uh, when you post this on Instagram, let's all comment and make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, his basement flooded. That's why he couldn't be here. He was yeah. watching. He's got a bucket and he's carrying it up and down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Kurt, why? All right. Let just pretend he's here though. Why should basement Brandon do a strongman event? So uh, I think that, so beyond basement brain. And so Brandon should do a strongman competition. He's, I mean, he has purchased a log. So as far as I'm concerned, he is committed to competing as a strongman now, but I think he's statically strong and I think he would do well in at least two of a five event strongman competition. I'd just be really curious to see how he does on the rest of it. Uh, now, the reason that everybody should try a strongman event, especially because the novice classes are typically pretty approachable 
is because it's an amazing opportunity to go out and meet some very intimidating looking people, but actually see how amazing they are and how supportive they are. Uh, and also because it's a lot more fun than powerlifting where you do a lift and then you sit there in your onesie and you wait for your flight to go again. And then you do another lift in your onesie and then they check to make sure you're wearing whitey tighties. <laughs> and then you go and you sit back down and eat an Uncrustable feeling violated. Uh, so again, it's just a superior sport in terms of keeping people in a, in a good state of mind. But I think that Brandon would do well to, to bring it back full circle. Brandon would do well. He's statically strong. I'd be really curious to see where he's at on uh, like speed work. So how fast can he run at the yoke? How fast can he actually move? He's a pretty tall guy. Um, and he would be able to compete as a 105. And I don't think he would win in a, like if we were to take like the best 105s and stack them against Brandon, I don't think Brandon's going to win. But I think that if Brandon walked into you know, some local show somewhere, I think he would do really well. I yeah. can sense the passion with the, with your anti-powerlifting and in the same, in the same manner that I can sense your passion and, and equally with the 35 pound plates. Oh, <laughs> so, I thought you meant his secret passion for basement <laughs> Brandon because he was really uh, flirting hard there. <laughs> it was so sounding I, desperate. Of, of everybody that's in the YouTube game, Brandon has been the most supportive person uh, as far as uh, me reaching out, asking questions. Uh, so my animosity for powerlifting is probably more out of insecurity than anything else, just because I look at the, the squat, bench, and deadlift specialists that compete in that sport, and it just blows my mind. Also, I've got like the world's most poverty bench in the world, so... I would suck at it. Although I get a lot of pressure to go do powerlifting competitions. Uh, so maybe I should. I don't know. You think I'd look good in a onesie? No, you I think you'd look amazing. Y'all should, uh, should do a yeah? collaborative content where uh, Brandon does strongman and you do powerlifting and then turn it into a, a video or something. We should. Brandon, we should do You're that. You're welcome for the views. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You guys should do a competition too. I'm, I'm just saying, y'all should do a competition well, too. Strongman does seem to be the funnest. I, we did a, the most fun. We, we did a tour at a strongman's garage gym and it was a lot of fun just messing with the stuff. You know, we were there for hours and uh, it seems to be the most fun with powerlifting being the least fun. I think there's probably like four types of lifters, right? There's strongmen, uh, people who think they're strong and they go and throw weird things around. That's Kurt. And then there's power lifters. You got your Brandon, who's also strong, I guess, whatever. And then there's people like myself. That's like your, I guess I power build. So I, I can't body build. You know, I try to look cute on camera, but I'm not that cute and I'm not that strong. And then, so that's like the shallow people myself. And then whatever Adam <laughs> is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat as you, Gluck. You know, I was doing uh, power lifting for a while and then just got burnt out by it. Hurt my back a little bit and just never really caught the bug to really continue to do it. So now I just lift for health and for fun and, you know, hopefully to look good naked for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping Kurt starts lifting for. For, for Brandon. But not for, his for wife. Brandon. Nah, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> I identify with that new Massonomic shirt. All go, no show. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, th I think it looks like the most fun. I think I powerlifting, I give them props. That is, you, you get to a level where you're putting your body through some stuff. And I, I, you know, I, once I get to that level, I always shy away. 
you know, that's why I like what I do. I'm in the middle and I try to keep up with my kids and have energy, but strongman does seem like the most fun. Yep. I agree. I mean, people like Danny Grigsby, active duty military guy, deadlifting in the thousands. I mean, if you watch that stuff, the guy's an absolutely phenomenal athlete. Um, but I agree to that level. It's just so hard to keep up with. And I got to keep up with my kids too. Also, my children love throwing their, they have a baby circus dumbbell that Frank Gonzalez from Texas Power Concept made them. And they love throwing that thing around. Nice cute. Yeah, I think, I think strongman culture is the one that resonates the most with me. I've been to a few strongman events just to, just to watch. And it just, yeah, it just seems like a really cool group of people that I would love to train with. And maybe I do need to get into uh, some strongman stuff here. There's a pretty big community here in Charlotte. Just step in, do a, do yourself a little novice, uh, look for like a sub 200 novice class and pay your dues and get in and have fun. Or just go to a strongman gym. I mean, at the end of the day, finding a local strongman gym would be a really good way to experience it as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good one here. So I may do that. Awesome. Well, convince me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Thanks, guys, for hopping on. All right. It was, it was painless. Pretty painless. Out and under 45. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank well, you, guys. That was fun. So, Jake, uh, does that mean you're coming October 1st to watch me compete? Where at? I thought I sent you. Oh, I only sent Kyle. My bad. I sent Kyle the invite. He said he couldn't come. Uh, October 1st in. Preble County Fairgrounds here in Ohio. It's about an hour away from me uh, towards you. So I'll shoot you the info. But yeah, Buckeyes. Uh, so it's Ohio's strongest awesome. man. I'll look into it, man. 